0: Whoa! We are back for the 30th episode of the Home Mad Advantage interview podcast. I am Sam Herring, joined today by the head coach of UNI, Doug Schwab. Doug is a high school state champion in the state of Iowa for Osage. He, in college, was a three-time All-American, including first place in 1999. He ended up coaching at Virginia Tech, Iowa, and now he's at UNI. He was a 2008 Olympian. And this is a, an amazing interview. I've been waiting quite a while to get this one done, but I wanted to make sure I was ready to go and and um, every schedules worked out and everything. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm finally getting this one out there. I'm really glad to uh, to have it out for you guys. And, and we talk all kinds of things in this interview. So um, I hope you guys enjoy it. I really love doing it. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get some more content at you guys. We've got a um, big interview dropping Thursday. Stay tuned for that. Uh, maybe I'll release the name. Um, later this week but stay tuned and uh, yeah more content coming at you but for now let's roll the interview all right Doug Schwab welcome to the show
1: yeah thanks for having me on buddy been looking no problem. forward to it for a while
0: <laughs> me too me too this is a good one I had to make sure uh, I was well prepared and, and and ready to go for this one this one I've been waiting for for a while too um, but but how how's it been going with you uh, how's it going in Cedar Falls right now
1: No, everything's good, man, just, uh, you know, actually I've got a chance to slow down, that doesn't happen a whole lot, Um, you know, kind of, life goes fast, and, you know, I got kids that, 10, 12-year-old boys, and almost 3-year-old twin girls, and then, you you know, you're trying trying to balance a team with it, and so getting a chance to slow down and spend time with them, it's actually been great, you know, I I always try to look at uh, the positives or the silver lining in, in anything, and And, uh, you know, this has been been really, really, really good for me, you know, to be able to have this time and just got to make sure I continue to do this moving forward, you know, getting some time away and just getting time. So now it's good here, man. I just I think uh, I think everyone's kind of ready to get back to normal. But, you know, we got to we got to continue to be smart and and look out for the greater good.
0: Definitely. Um, Yeah, I I really like how a lot of times. Like, obviously, when this, when this hit us and NCA's were canceled and then everything just started to completely crash, um, everything seemed pretty bad for a while. But, but now that we're in it and everybody's kind of staying home, we don't have much to do, it, it's a it's good opportunity to slow down and, and reevaluate your priorities and values and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think this time does have some, some good in it. And at the same time, I am ready for everything to go back to normal. Um.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But but let's get started on uh, like at the beginning of your career, how you got started with wrestling, where that began. Obviously, your older brother Mark was probably doing it at the time. So is is that how you got in through through Mark?
1: Yeah, I, I, had two, I got two older brothers. I got Mark and Mike. Um, they're ten and twelve years older than me. So you know, I grew up watching them. I grew up, uh, you know, I grew up in the West Gym. You know where I coach now. Uh, both my brothers went to you, and I. Uh, I think my mom said the first the first time I went to, to uh, a wrestling tournament. You know, I was probably four months old, three four months old. You know, so I mean, that I is so cool. Wrestling. Um, my brothers, my brothers started a little bit, you know, later, like seventh and fifth grade, and then and things just took out for them. But um, you know, I really, I really, you know, I, I got born into into wrestling you know osage in the town that i lived in is, is wrestling's a is important there uh we've had a lot of history and then you know my brothers both my brothers like i said state champions being all americans um, being really high level wrestlers and then just being able to watch them but you know the best thing that they never i tell you they never really pushed me to wrestle i think they knew i kind of gravitate towards it um and you know i just it got in my blood and, and i love it man i love love being able to coach it i uh, love being able to compete in it and you know, I was a really small guy. <laughs> you know, I have a small growing up, and and uh, you know, wrestling. You know, obviously from from when I was young, I was 98. You know, at 98 and 103 and 106. Um That yeah. was the smallest weight class. But you can be the smallest guy, and you can still have the same opportunity as the biggest guy. So um, I don't know. I mean, they got me into wrestling, and man, I just uh, I've loved it, loved it uh, for a long, long time.
0: So you were around it from day one. Um, when did you start competing in the sport and taking it as your own career, really?
1: Uh, I didn't compete a ton as a as as a little kid. Um, you know, I don't. There wasn't there wasn't nearly as many tournaments or national tournaments or the events that they they have now. Um, you know, I went to a few local tournaments. I remember my dad taking me to like North Springs, which is like twenty miles away, and. And, you know, going to going to some small tournaments and, and uh, you know, maybe traveling to Waverly, that's an hour away. I mean, that's about as far as we, we went um, when I was growing up. And then, you know, that's kind of maybe first through sixth grade, um, competed a handful of times throughout the year. And then seventh grade, started doing a little bit more. But really my freshman year, it's like, okay, man. And I trained. I always trained. I always did things. But I'd say my freshman year, really, like okay this is this is what i want to do you know um and you know it's really i guess just since then man, i'm trying to think of you know really probably since my seventh grade year i'm trying to think of a day that too many days that went by that i haven't done something to to get better at the sport um if it's wrestling or you know like right now where we're in it might be reading um yeah but i just uh i i don't know i just man uh, Price in seventh grade and man starting to run about every day. But, you know, my brother's examples, um, I don't know, I watched those guys and like, I want to be like that. So, you know, I kind of followed them.
0: So, did you, um, were you, even though your brothers, they were 10 and 12 years older, you said, were you a- still able to wrestle with them at all or, or were they just too much older and bigger?
1: Um, I mean, we did stuff, yeah. I mean, we wrestled around, they showed me things. Um, but, you know, like as far as being able to be competitive with them.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that took, that took, uh, I'll tell you, I, I remember when, I remember when I got the best of both of them, I can still remember that time. Uh, it took me into college, but I still, I still remember doing that. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, you know, that I think they're like, I said, they're just, they're just their example, you know, watching, watching them wrestle at a high level. Um, you know, and then my brother with, what he went through and, and being one of the best guys in the world. And then having, having a surgery and having an infection and, and kind of seeing that, um, I don't know. I, you know, we talked about not taking things for granted that, that was, that was certainly part of, of it for me seeing that, you know, I mean, what can happen um, things can be taken away from you and just making the most of every opportunity. But yeah, those guys have always guided me and helped me. um, But yeah, they beat me up for a long, long time. (laughs) <laughs>
0: so i, I kind of wanted to talk about this a little bit um comparing your youth wrestling um journey to your two sons um youth wrestling obviously um there are a lot different times a lot different uh situations but still how similar are they and how much do you want your kids to to resemble how much did you like your career as, as a youth wrestler and um what are some changes you want to make for them
1: um, you know, like I said, it didn't compete a lot. I mean, it was a handful of tournaments a year. Um, so, you know, some kids would get maybe a hundred. I mean, I think that could be low for some kids, you know, a hundred matches a day a year. Um, I maybe got that in first or six, maybe, you know, um, mm-hmm. I think there's different, you know, there's different ways to go about it. Uh, I think that they have great coaching right now. We have, uh, we have a great club, um, and Cruz does a great job. And, and, and Jake and Darren and, and Joey, I mean, so they're around some really high level guys uh, and they're getting great coaching. But, you know, for me um, we did a lot of basement battles, right? I mean, that, right. that was their, that was how they started to wrestle because I didn't want them to kind of jump into competing right away. Not that I think it's a bad thing. Just um, I wanted it to come from them more than anything. And I want them to be like, Hey dad, I want to, I want to compete, you know? So, and I think, we're similar in that, in that respect that, like I told you, my brothers, my mom, my dad never really pushed me to wrestle. Right.
0: Um,
1: they kind of, they kind of let it come from me. And I think they knew it would, I knew it would gravitate to that way. Um, and that's how I kind of feel about my boys, but you know, wrestling and you're in it. If you don't truly love it and want to do it, um, it's, it's going to be no fun. Right. <laughs> you know, Absolutely, and, yeah. and, 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 I, and, I, and I try to tell the boys like, Not everything is maybe going to be, you know, fun, so to speak, but what you're learning Mm -hmm. and how, how, who you're becoming in the process, that's, that's priceless. Um, But yeah, I I don't even think I can even compare in any way our, our two, our two journeys, you know, um, just because of the world that we live in right now too, you know, and how many opportunities that these guys have. And heck, they went down to Tulsa this year, Yeah. (laughs) you know, and they're on the, you know, for, for, and for that age, you know, they're on the big stage and you're, you're, you're in something that, uh, you know, just a lot of, a lot of buildup and, you know, lights slashing and, and, you know, it, I think, you know, you get on a big stage as a, as a younger competitor, you know, than I ever did, which I think is good for them. Um, but I could tell you, I took it slow in getting them out to compete. Um, like I so said, we did, we did hundreds and hundreds of basement battles and they learned how to, to compose themselves. They learned a lot of, uh, um, uh, you know, just awareness and control, I think is really important. I think sometimes you see right. where kids, you know, they lose a match and, you know, sometimes my boys are like, this kid's crying in the middle of a match. And they're like, what the heck's going on with this guy? And I'm like, yeah. So you gotta remember, you gotta remember that you guys did that too. Right. It was just, we did it in the basement <laughs> and then yeah. we had a conversation about it and then we worked him through it. And, in and, we got them to understand that emotional control and that emotional intelligence is very important and being aware of, of things. Um, I'm I'm more I was more concerned with them having those skills. Um, they're still working on them. Don't get me wrong, but I was more concerned with them they have them having them those skills than knowing how to wrestle that well. You know, I think when they when they really get into it like they are now, um, they'll learn and they have really good people around them. So. I'm not, I'm not, um, worried about, I guess the skills and direction. I, I think, you know, I mean, every resource in the world is available to guys now, you know, just getting online, you, can Absolutely, yeah. you know, so they're, 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 they're way different worlds. Um, you know, I, it was funny. I caught my one boy checking his track profile, track wrestling profile. And I'm like, what are you, you know, looking at? And he's like looking at how many stars and all that stuff. I mean, so it's a whole different world. Um, but it I'll really tell you that the thing that I the thing that I wanted to do is I wanted to make sure that it came from them. Um, that was for me, and so even when they started to ask to wrestle, um, I held it off a little bit. Uh, and then they wrestled in one tournament. They wrestled in one tournament, uh, postseason, I think. When was that? Uh, when was their
0: first first tournament?
1: Um, they were fourth and is it fourth and fifth grade, fifth, third and fourth, third and fourth grade. They went to one tournament, and then fourth okay. and fifth they wrestled. Uh, they wrestled the an abbreviated schedule so I had them go 20 practices for every competition because I want them to understand that practice to me practice is way more important they have to learn they have to learn how to to do things in the practice room and they have to really enjoy the process because
0: absolutely if
1: if you don't look forward to that and all you look forward to is competing then I don't think that you're trying to you're trying to be great it's just you know competing competing and and there's a you know there's a there's a the uniqueness, obviously, to competing, um, but I want them to, to understand that practice. And, you know, if you look at it, I mean, think about how much time you spend in practice as opposed to competition.
0: Right. They're not
1: even in they're not even the same realm, so I kind of yeah. want them to earn that. And then this year they wrestled a little bit more, um, and they were kind of looking forward to doing a little freestyle and Greco, but, um, you know, those things are kind of put on the back burner right now. But, man, it's really coming from them, and that's what I wanted, and, you know, they're, they're building they're building a lot of relationships and got a lot of buddies that are in the club together. And it's really fun to see. So
0: what was that first tournament like, were you, were you able to go to that one?
1: Oh yeah, I was there. Yeah. Well, what, what was <laughs> that
0: like for you? Cause I'm sure you hadn't been to it. Had, had, have you been to a youth tournament since when you were competing?
1: Um, you know, we, we have, we have preseason and postseason nationals in, in Cedar Falls. Right. Um, so i got to see a little bit of that. Um, and here's the thing is, 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 unfortunately, you know, the, the, I don't say the bad apples, but, you know, the, the parents that yell at their kids or,
0: yeah. or shove
1: their kids. I mean, that's, those are the things that, that everyone talks about when that's, that's the minority, you know, I mean, it, that's very few, but it gets, it gets highlighted a whole lot. Um, so, you know, well, you those, kinda are, the, look at those them, are
0: the better stories, right? Yeah, those are the ones that get told better, and I think that's why it gets highlighted more because if you come back and tell tell the stories of, well, this parent t- took their kid off the mat and was calm with them and, and told them, hey, you did a good job, and we need to work on these things, but but good job competing. You don't get, you don't hear those stories nearly as much.
1: Yeah. it's so, kind of the media, right? We highlight, right. we highlight the... The negative, yeah. When, you know? And then I, you know, and getting getting to be around it, uh, been it's been good. But it was it was just fun to watch them compete. You know, there were some things that they were doing, and I remember I remember both of them the mat returns that they they put on kids, and I was like, holy cow! <laughs> so I was, I was smiling and enjoying it. Um, and they both, you know, the postseason, it's a tough tournament. It's probably not the ideal one for them to start their first tournament, but it's like, right. hey, you're going out to compete. This isn't about winning. This is about this is about hey, emotional control and awareness and hustling and fighting. And, and, you know, I want to see how they came back. And, and both of them, they lost matches. And then they could go, I think, you know, in a bracket where you could if you went 0-2 or 1-2, um, you get to have that, get to go in the backside bracket. And, and my one son didn't want to do it, Hendricks. And I'm like, I was like, listen, bud, like, this is important. You have to be able to respond to, um, from losses um, if you don't want to do it, it's okay. But I'm saying like, this is, this is a bigger life lesson right now. Um, and right. he came back and he won a couple matches and, and, you know, it, it, he was kind of able to shift, um, away from, Hey, the focus isn't just winning. It's how you compete and, in responding to things. And, and so, you know, it was, it was really fun watching, man. I really enjoy it. Um, I probably enjoy watching them compete as much as, as anything. I mean, it's, it's really fun. Um, I haven't got. I don't think, to the nervous part yet. I mean, hopefully I don't get that way. Just, man, it's just something that we share a passion for and love, and and I get to watch them do it. And Man, I just want to support them um, and guide them through it as much as I can.
0: How much has their – first of all, what was their training like up until that first tournament? Was it strictly basement battles? Did they wrestle with crews at all? What what was their training like up until then?
1: Yeah, they – you know, we did some basement battles. They started going to the last the last couple of years. They went to club a whole lot. They did gymnastics, um, and they, they they competed in gymnastics uh, maybe about five through eight. So there's about there's about three years where they competed in gymnastics, and then you know we had or we had the twin girls, and and logistically it's about an hour away um, where they were going to their club. And it's just like, okay, you know, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to continue to do this? And they're like, you know, it's okay. I mean, they enjoyed it, but you know, for me, I really like the gymnastics. From a, there's a lot of reasons why I liked it. One is just body awareness and control, um, flexibility, strength. But to me, the battle is just you, right? There's no other person right. involved. Um, so when they're trying to get when they're trying to get a skill, um, and they, I don't. I remember my boys working on the giant. So you got to do, you got to do a, a revolution all the way around uh, the bar. And it took them okay. forever. And I remember just talking to him. I was like, okay, so this is how things work sometimes, right? You continue. I said, how did you figure it out? And they're like, well, I kept working on it. I kept doing it and I kept trying. And then he failed again. Then what you do? Well, I tried again. I'm like, okay, you get it. And that's just how you just got to take to everything, right? Like, hey, you might fail. So what? put yourself out there, see how it goes. And then you go back to work, right? Like you right. fall off the bar. So what? <laughs> so I, I like that aspect of it that, you know, if, if whatever they were doing, it was just them. And they learned how to, how to take a deep breath, compose themselves and learn how to keep their focus. Um, and they had good coaches too, you know, and, and, but I just like the body control awareness and the battle that's within them and not putting that other person. Cause I think sometimes that's the struggle for guys. Uh, you know, when you put the other person, you involve them too much and you're worried about that person or you're worried about what he's going to do more than what I can control. And so those are, those are really, those are really big lessons for me, but. Right. um, Yeah. Or that I'm trying to impart on them and get them to understand, you know.
0: Right. Absolutely. And, um, well, let's get back to, to your career a little bit, um, to your, to your high school career. So. Um, you took second as a freshman at the state tournament, and then your sophomore year you got hurt. Um, what mm-hmm. was that like? Because obviously I know, if I know you, after taking um, second at the state tournament, I'm sure um, you would get back to work, and you were pretty motivated to get back that sophomore year to win a state title. What What was it oh. like when you had the setback of, what was it, hurting <laughs> your shoulder? Yeah, um, yeah, I
1: tore, I ended up tearing my shoulder up in, at sectionals, Yeah. Um, well, yeah, well, there's a lot of things going on. We had a great team that year. Um, we were ranked number one, uh, you know, we had the year before, uh, we kind of came out of nowhere and had a really good, had, had a really good year. Me and one of my other buddies, um, both got second that year, um, and we had a great team back, um, and yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you get second in, like, hey, I'm gonna go win the next year. I mean, that's just kind of what you, what right. you, what you plan on doing, you know. And definitely got back to work, um, and had a great year going. My brother, my, actually, my brother Mark was back home um, that year, so he was in the room, and, and there was just a lot of things, man. I was wrestling really well. I was pretty much, you know, beating up everybody. Um, was undefeated, going in that sectional tournament, and hurt my shoulder. Yeah, got yeah. tore up and. Uh, unfortunately, you know, things, things like that happen. Um, right. but I remember, uh, I can tell you, I can, I remember a whole, a whole lot of things about that. Um, one I remember is sitting up in the stands, um, and watching, watching my teammates. <laughs> and that it's was, gotta it, be was a, it was a,
0: the hardest part.
1: Yeah, it was, it was, it was painful. Cause one knowing not, not so much that, Hey, I missed out on this, but we would have won state. I mean, we would have won state in both, in both the, the team and the duels, you know, and I didn't get to do that as, as a, as a competitor in high school. And that's something that I wanted to be able to do. Um, so that got, that got taken away, but, um, you know, I had great people around me, you know, I mean, my brother's coaches and my brother, Mark had already, you know, he, he dealt with something, um, I guess way, I don't want to say way worse. Cause at the time, you know, you look at it and you're like, it's the end of the world. Right. I just lost out on going to state tournament and everything that right. I worked for. And Oh man, what, what am I going to do? And, and then you start realizing kind of what's inside you, you know, what do you, what do you have? Are you, are you going to go back to work? Are you going to be, are you going to be kind of defeated by this or are you going to learn from it? And, um, it was one of those first ones where it's like, okay, I'm going to go back to work <laughs> as painful as it is. Uh, you know, this sucks and it hurts and it hurts really bad, but, um, it's going to make me better. And I don't know, that's kind of how I go about everything. You know, even what, what, what we just went through with our athletes, right? Um, right. With Our guys not being able to go to the national tournament. Um, you know, I've told them like, as hard and painful as this is anything that's hard and painful in your life. Um, when you get to the other side of it, you look back and you're like, yeah, man, that sucked. <laughs> and it, it was painful, but I learned something from it. I learned a lot about myself. Um, and I'm better for it. And that's just, that's how I believe in life. But man, at the time, yeah, it was, it, it, it hurt. It sucked. I remember the ride home. I, I'm telling you, I remember, I remember, cause I ro- rode wrote home with my parents. Um, I remember sitting in the back seat and just being like, you know, a little bit of that. Why, you know, why, you know, why this happened? And then you, you know, then you shift, then you try to shift quickly. Like, okay, man, like it's wrestling. It's a huge part of my life, but my life isn't over. Right. And, and I don't know, I, I've tried to do that with everything that I've done, but, you know, I got tested, I got tested early and, and, uh, I know, I know what made me better. So I, I just use that for everything now.
0: Had, had Mark dealt with his injuries at this time? Had he already been through
1: that? Yep. He'd already been through all that. Yep. Okay. That happened, that happened in 88. Um, yeah. in, yeah, so so having that perspective, you know, seeing right. him, seeing him laying, seeing him, uh, you know, not being able to move his knee, being, I mean, being really sick, losing a ton of weight, um, having nine surgeries, you know, going through all that with him, it's like, <laughs> I can, I can handle this, you know. I mean, and you know, he certainly helped it through. My family helped me through. It. I mean, you know, I had great people around me and. You know, it's kind of always kind of, hey, let's get back and get ready for next year. And, you know, then unfortunately my next year, I, I hadn't had my, sh- I hadn't had my shoulder fixed yet. Um, Cause I didn't know it was torn, oh, you know, I thought, I yeah. thought it healed. And then I, I tore it throughout the whole next year um, and then, and then, and I got second at state my junior year. <laughs> I got reversed with about 15 seconds left um, and then had a surgery the next week. So yeah, I mean, there was a, it was a, it was rough. Um, high school, but man, yeah. I wouldn't have wanted any other. I wouldn't have wanted any other story. You know, when I look back at it and getting second, getting hurt, getting second again, having surgery, and then coming back the next year, and then I'd be two state champions in the in the in the state tournament to win. Um, so how, I how think good it, I think,
0: did that feel when you finally got that title?
1: Uh, it was. I mean, it was awesome. It was. Uh, it was like man, something that you waited for, and you know, you feel. You feel. I mean, it felt great. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I, um. But. You know. It was like. Uh, I mean, there's so many people that were involved that helped with it too. You know. Right. I mean, you know, I think I think about my brothers, and my family, and my sister, and um, my mom, and and you know, you, you're just grateful for all those people that have have invested in you and stuck by you that whole time and still believed in you no matter what. Uh, but man, that felt that felt really good. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I was, finally get that I, man.
0: Iowa State term—it's no joke, especially at that time. Um, it, it at that time, Iowa was probably the best in the country, uh, pretty much undoubtedly. Um, around the 90s, Iowa Iowa State tournament had to be just the toughest thing. And then you were in 2A, so that 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 was. Um, A a pretty big accomplishment to win a state title in in that um state in that section you know everything like that um but when did
1: two ways two ways the best just so you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) when did um they should do they do a duel between the um what do you call it uh divisions do they ever do a Uh, duel between those
1: they have they have a Battle of Waterloo, um, which a lot of the teams come to, but there's nothing where everyone in the state comes to. Um, but you know it'd be it would be cool if they did. You know they've talked about doing some things like that, but you know Iowa the the state the state is awesome. Um, it's just that wrestling is important in the state. I mean when you get around it, and I mean it's just part of the fabric of who we are. And people love they love wrestling, and they respect wrestling. Um, so. You know, I'm just, I'm grateful that I get to grow up in this state.
0: So when did the recruiting process begin for Iowa? Was that your junior year, sophomore year, senior? When, when did that begin? No, senior, senior year. <laughs> Everything's wow.
1: way, 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 way different. Um, and it wasn't until spring of my senior year. And here's, here's the funny thing is the first time I ever talked to Gable, well, this isn't, this isn't the first, I, I talked to him when he recruited my brother, Mark, um, and was in our was in our kitchen, you know. And then so I, I met him then, uh, and it saw saw him and been around a little bit. But I can remember it was actually uh, the semis because I I beat I beat the kid that beat me in the finals, um, and I I beat him pretty good, like eight two. And
0: right.
1: you know we we would you could weigh in the night before. That's the older rules. You could weigh in the night before if you got your weight down. So I was down mm-hmm. running around and I was going to check my weight and I saw Gabe will come over and. He said a couple things, and in, you know, and you're like, "Oh man, Gable, Gable's taking notice."
0: <laughs> That's pretty cool. You know,
1: yeah, no, it's actually, it's actually a really cool thing when, when Gable's taking notice of you, and you like, you know, kind of like in, in if you've been around Gable, you know, you just kind of he, he'll, he'll say something that almost make you think a little bit, um, mm-hmm. and I can remember and I remember them kind of watching me and saying something, and then, I'm like, okay, man, I mean. And at the time my brother was at Minnesota. Um, but really all the recruiting took place after after the state tournament. It was it's it's a totally, totally different world. So you're a senior in this in the spring and right that's when that's when the recruiting process started. And obviously I had you know, I hadn't won a state title. I hadn't done any national events um, because I'd been hurt my junior or my sophomore and junior year. I played baseball, um, so I didn't I didn't compete at all in the spring or summer. Um, and then, you know, I had a really good state tournament and I would took notice that, uh, you know, my brother was up in Minnesota and, and that's kind of where the process started.
0: Did you talk at all to your brothers about, um, anything recruiting wise? Did they ever talk to you about you and I or, or Minnesota where they had been?
1: Oh yeah. They, it, and I'll tell you, it, you know, my brother, Mark, obviously he coached wrestling. He was through it and it was, so was my brother, Mike, and they want what was best for me. Um, Mark right. said was up Minnesota, the whole, he was up in Minnesota. He was coaching up there at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so they started recruiting me. Um, I took a visit up there and I took a visit to Iowa and, you know, a couple of their places called, but I still remember my brother, my brother Purdue called me and, and he was a coach out there. And I, you know, as a kid, you're like, Oh man, that'd be cool. You know, go take a visit. And, and he's like, but you, are you really considering them? He's like, are you truly, would you truly ever go to Purdue? And I'm like, no. He's like, well, don't waste their time. And I mean, that stuck with me. It's like, I get it, man. Like, if, why would, why, why would I do that to someone? Um, and I think that happens some right now, you know, kids just love being recruited and, and like, oh, that's awesome. I get to take my five visits and, and kids have earned that. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying like, but only go to places that you're truly, truly considering. Um, right. And you know, and, I, and I'm saying you shouldn't go and take, take some looks. I think kids should. I really think they should get to, to see some different places and have something to compare to. Um, but I remember that and I was at something that stuck with me, like, okay, here's the places that I'm really looking at was Iowa, Minnesota. Um, in, you know, Mark, Mark could have made it really hard on me <laughs> just because, you know, it's my brother. Um, we had a great relationship and, you know, he could have really put a lot of pressure on me, but you know, at the time he's just like, I go to Iowa, <laughs> that's right. the best place for you, you know, and Gable was there and, and the guys that were around me, um, you know, but Gable, man, I, who didn't, I wanted to wrestle for him, man. I really did.
0: Um, who who and, wouldn't, and I, really?
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, I got that opportunity, uh, you know, my redshirt year was his was his last year, um, you know. But, man, I believed in the place, and that's where I wanted to go. And, and uh, you know, Minnesota, I definitely took a look there. Um, I liked them, but, man, I knew where I wanted to go, and that's where I went. And it didn't. It didn't matter about money. It didn't matter about any of that stuff, man. I wanted to be around the people that I felt were going to help me the most, and I believed in. And that's that's where I went. Went.
0: Yeah. So, I'm really curious what what was the position of the recruiting rules at that time? Um, Were were there rules in place? Like there is now. Like who you can talk to um, and when and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. They there was there was there was still the rules. Um, I'll tell you. You know, it used to be you can only have one call a week, um, and that was heck. That was even still in the last, you know, handful of years. Um, there used to be you know one call a week and visits and all that stuff. Um, it's definitely opened up a lot more, and obviously it's gotten a lot sooner. Um, right. You know, we can start to talk to we can start to talk to, you know, prospective juniors you know i mean you know in june so um you know the process has definitely speeded up but i don't know i don't know if i i i know you could take five visits i mean that that stuff hasn't changed um
0: yeah
1: i don't even i don't even know if i really paid attention to that stuff you know as a coach you pay attention to a lot more but as an athlete um i don't know you gotta figure out where you want to go yeah yeah i took two visits and you know spent spent 48 hours at those places and that's about all I remember. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, the reason I asked that was I was curious um, how much you could talk to your brother about it, at, and at what time. Like, if he was, because I feel like um, if there were the same rules, could your brother even talk to you when you were when you were younger? And, and what what were the rules on that? Could he just not talk to you about coming to to Purdue, or yeah. what, what are the? <laughs> That's gotta yeah, be really I know weird. What
1: you're saying, like his kids. Yeah, it's, I think for some things, you know, I mean, it's, it's a brother. Like if we're, yeah. you can't, you can't dictate what we talk about. Um, You know, if it happened to be about that, but we didn't, we didn't talk about it a lot. I mean, we just didn't like, we talked about other things, but um, you know, he, he just wanted, he wanted what was best for me and what he thought was going to be the best place for me at that time. Um, And, you know, I, I'm, I'm so appreciative that he didn't put pressure on me. Because that would have been really hard, I'm telling you. <laughs> it would have been really hard if, have, if he would have started to put the heat on me and like, you know, this is where you should come. This is what you should do. And, and he could probably, you know, he probably could have maybe swayed me. And, you know, he, yeah, I don't know what that would have, you know, what direction that would have taken me. Um, but I, it worked out like it was supposed to. Um, but I would think that, you know, having brothers, that some of that stuff, you just yeah. you just got to be able to look past a pre-existing uh, relationship like that. But... Yeah, it's a whole, I've, the recruiting worlds, the recruiting worlds are as far, as far away as they possibly could be what, from what I went through.
0: And, and the connectivity is probably the biggest, biggest change. Is like, you can talk to kids that you've never met. You've, you've only watched wrestle online and, and you can see all these <laughs> matches that, and yeah, it's, it's crazy. The, the technology that we have today, but, um. Anyway, you've you've touched on it a little bit, but I wanted to talk a little bit about how you've taken your experience in uh, in recruiting to now your coach and recruiting kids and, and trying to build a program at UNI. What are some things you've taken from being recruited and, and learned from the coaches that did recruit you, and what are some things that you've changed a little bit from what you experienced?
1: Um, I, I think it's all about building a relationship. I mean, that, to me, that's – you know, wrestling. We, we build we build strong intimate relationship with one another. I mean, we're so hands on. Um, we ask these guys to do some. I, I mean, they, I, we ask them to sacrifice a whole lot, right? Um, right. And so, I just think that trust and belief has to be there, and the only way you build that is time. Uh, you know, so I I think I've taken that with with me. Just that that's what that's what I try to do in the recruiting process. I don't just try to sell something like. Uh, I mean, that's not me. I'm not a great. I'm not a great salesman. Um, I believe in what we're doing, and I believe in the athletes that are in our program. And I'll take care of you when you get here. Um, you know, you just got to trust and believe in that. And I stay very steady with guys. Uh, but I, I don't. Know, I, I've learned to be myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if
1: that if that makes sense. Like
0: we it are does. who we are, man. It does.
1: You know, we're, we're you. We're you and I. Um, I believe in certain things. I mean, I look for guys that are coachable. I look for guys that are gritty and tough and guys that are selfless. I mean, those are three things that I, that I really try to try to find in the athletes. And that doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean that they have all those in spades, but it means that they do embody some of that. Um, And that will, and there's other pieces to it, but man, those are things to me that are the backbone of our program and what we try to build off of. And to me, how you become great um, is through those things, but man, just building a relationship with guys and taking time. But you know, like I said, the connectivity and being able to, being able to see guys wrestle. I mean, how many matches I can, I can pull up matches on anybody. So I know guys that are good wrestlers. I want to find out the type of people they are. And so, you know, I kind of, one of my tests is what I want my 10 and 12 year old boys around these guys. (laughs) And if I'm like, yeah, man, I'd love to have that. I'd love to have my boys around those guys. Then those are guys that I start to Okay man, I want I'd like to have this guy part of our program, but you just got to find the right the right group, man that believe in what we're doing and uh, I know we have that group right now.
0: Absolutely. And and a little bit of that um, salesman type stuff is eventually it's not going to work out. If you're trying to sell something and you're not really being genuine about about what you have and who you are, it's eventually you're going to attract someone who's not really what they seem and not they're not going to see in you what you want them to see in you. And so I think um, it is a big deal to to really be genuine in that process because it's it's where people are going to spend a, a big portion of their life and where um, they're going to learn learn a lot of the things. So that is a, a really important and crucial time for them.
1: Yeah, I right. think Eight, eighteen to twenty three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a. I mean, in at that that point, that's you know, it's 20%, you know, it's roughly going to be 20% of your life, you know, that you spend in that place. So that's a big chunk of time at that time, you know. so Absolutely. Um, we don't, t- don't don't take that lightly at all. But like you said, man, um, just be who we are, man, and believe in who we are. And we believe, believe in what we're doing. So I mean, hopefully that shines through.
0: And a lot of times people finish their college career, wrestle at the RTC, end up coaching there. And so they the time of their career spent in that place, all has to do with the recruiting that took place for a couple months um, so it is really yep. really a big decision and a big deal um, but I want to move forward a little bit into your college career um, I've heard you talk about this a lot but I just want to touch on a little bit on this podcast your first practice at Iowa um, obviously you you said that <laughs> Kids today have um, the luxury a little bit more of understanding a college room, what it's like, what college coaches are like, um, stuff like that. But you had never been in a college room, never been in a college practice, let alone Iowa, um, which is a much, mm-hmm. much different environment than most, m- most college rooms, I'm sure, with Gable around. Um, so what, what was that first practice like?
1: Uh, it's trial by fire, right? <laughs> uh, I said, you know, and I said, I've I told this story because hopefully, it, you know, it shows a little bit about, you know, the, about making the decision to, um, and that things are going to be hard, but I mean, Ironside called me up, man. And, you know, we had a phone, we had a phone in our, me and Gabe McMahon, were roommates and, you know, phone rings in, in our dorm room and answer it. And like Ironside, you know, want to, we'll want to wrestle today. And I'm like. For sure, man. Like, I'm ready to scrap, and and I'm like, I'll be okay. I'll be able to stay in there, and man uh, and I've said it time and time again, but man, he he beat my tail up and down. He pinned me. I, I who knows, 50, 60, I mean, he pinned me and scored on me, and then it's like, it's a little bit of a trial by fire. Um, you know, that's kind of what 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 it was, man. You take a young guy, you bring him in, you whoop the hell out of him, and then you help bring him along. And that's what he did. You know, he beat the hell out of me that day. But then he's like, hey, he kept fighting. You know, he talked about some things that I did well. And I just remember making the choice, like this is this is I better dig in, man. <laughs> better keep bringing my work boots every day. And uh, and that's and that's what I did. You know, I, I you know you kind of seen the process, and he talked about the process too a little bit. Hey, man, a couple years ago I was getting my tail kicked by you know this 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 guy, and you know now now I'm kicking the tails of these guys. That's kind of what the older guys do. Right. Young guy comes in. This guy probably thinks he's a hot shot a little bit. And the the older guys want to be like, we'll put you in your place right here. We'll humble you up a little bit and then we'll see what you have. Right. Like, do you are you going to come back to work? Are you going to you going to stay fighting the whole time? Are you going to put your head down after I beat you up for a little bit? Um, So there's a little I think you're testing the young guys, but that's part of the process, too. man. you got to you got to have some staying power. But, yeah, I got my tail kicked. Um, it wasn't the last time I got my tail kicked by Ironside either, (laughs) but I, I just remember man, making a choice and this is what I want to do, man. I've already committed. So if I get my ass kicked every day, I know those are going to switch at some point in time. That's going to switch. I just got to keep coming to work, keep believing. And now that's, I think the rest, that's kind of, that's kind of, to me, that's what, that's what a division one college wrestling room, that's what it is.
0: When did that switch happen for you? Was was it pretty soon into it? And uh, you you did take a redshirt year, didn't you?
1: Yep, yep. No, I redshirted. I needed it. Um, I was, you know, we kind of talk about it a little bit. I mean, I lost a couple summers because I didn't. I had shoulder stuff, um, so I didn't even get to train right. those summers. Um, but man, I just I remember Gable asking one time. He's like, "Do you?" Basically, do you go home? <laughs> and I thought that was a compliment. It's like you're here all the time. I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, where else would I want to be? I mean, I was there. There's there's guys around. There's work to be done. Um, you know, but we. I had I had an incredible group of guys that I got to put my hands on, though. You know, or I guess more like they got to put their hands on me <laughs> and beat and beat the living tar out of me. But you know, just that what I came into the room with, with um, you know, you talk about Ironside, McGinnis, Mena, Whitmer uh, both brands, brothers, McAravey, Jurgens to just come in, um, you know, with me. Uh, and I know I'm, I'm missing some other guys, but I mean, that's, there's, there's eight, 10 high level guys right there. Um, so yeah, I didn't turn around for a long time because I was wrestling those guys a whole lot. Uh, but I can remember, you know, you, you start maybe getting a score here, you start getting a score there, you start, Hey, I'm getting in this position, but I mean, my thing was, is I wanted to, I wanted to get in positions as many times as I could. I mean, I remember McGinnis was great at cutting the corner and I just kept shooting a high crotch. <laughs> and, you know, I, like to me, it's like, well, that's how I'm going to figure it out. Right. And then he kept beating me there. But, you know, that's uh, as a process. Um, as it happened, and then I started figuring things out and I kept working on it. But I just think, you know, you just got a consistency over time, man. And you got to trust. And I trusted and believed in, in what they were telling me and what we were doing and that My time was going to come. I just didn't know when, but I was going to be ready for it.
0: Right. Um, So after that redshirt freshman year, uh, a memorable mark in your career was your match with Guerrero. Um, And you had wrestled him before in an open tournament, I believe, um, if I'm not mistaken. But this one was in Carver. Juergens had just gotten majored by, was it it Moore, Teague Moore?
1: Yep, Teague Moore, yep.
0: Um, and I gotta tell you, I haven't seen this match until very recently, uh, Ryan Warner from Wrestling (laughs) Changed My Life told me I had to watch it, so I watched it a couple weeks ago, and that match was so awesome, Carver was pretty much silenced from Teague Moore losing to, or, or majoring Juergens, um, and then the start of the match was all Guerrero, and eventually, um... You started rolling. So, so walk me through that match, and uh, just want to hear what's going through your mind because I'm sure you hadn't been in Carver, or at least competed in Carver, very many times at that time.
1: Not, not, not a ton. You know, um, I think it was a, I think it was actually a, a, a Valentine's Day, if I remember right, the Valentine's Night. Um, a good crowd, and uh, you know, Oklahoma State's in town. Their, their biggest rivals at that time. Right. Um, and I. I remember calling my brother, my brother, Mike, like the day before and said, I was going to, I'm going to, I'm beating this guy. And I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't try to be cocky or or anything. I was just like, man, I'm going to beat this guy. And, and he's like, he's like, you've only said this and it ends up being, there's only been two times that I've told him this and I won both matches. So that's good. (laughs) Uh, I should tell, I should have told him that a lot more, I guess. Um, But yeah, I mean, I was getting, I was getting beat up. I think it was down 6-0 and giving up a ton of riding time. Um, I know I got a reversal late in that second period, which right. was kind of huge and you kind of turn the tide and, and you can just kind of, you can see a guy's body language though, right? And you can feel things and, and you could see that, you know, it was getting to him a little bit. Um, and the crowd certainly helps that man, you know, that environment and, in, in Carver can, can get to guys, you know, I think of, uh, you know, I think of a match this year, I think of Mark, Mark Hall,
0: and Mark I'm not Hall, taking yeah. it away
1: from Kemmer. I'm not taking it away from Kemmer. Kemmer. is an incredible wrestler, but I'm saying you could see, like, you could see a visible drop, in and that's when you kind of get out in the environment, you get caught in, into it, and, and that's great, that's a great job by the fans, right? Um, right. But I kind of remember, I remember the tide turning, though, you know, 6-2, and then, uh, man, he just, I snapped him a few times, he took an injury time, and then, and then you know, I think I don't know if he was kind of lost what where he was at, or he just thought it was going to get easier, or or what was going to happen. But man, he yeah, he definitely he definitely crumbled there. And you know, I think we've all had those moments where you you short circuit, or you or you know, a lot of times you just it's not in front of twelve or thirteen thousand fans, right? A lot of times it's right. in a practice room, you know. So um, just happened to be that I did enough to short circuit him and. And you know win a big match it kind of turned the tide for our team I think Ironside came out the next match and pinned uh Jimmy O'Kelly and you know that's yeah. been a great a great duel even though even though we lost but um I know at the time they said that's like the highest the guy that worked at Carver told me that was at, at that point in time it was like the highest recorded decibel level they'd had there uh, that is because so it got cool. really loud man yeah <laughs> i'll never forget that feeling man because i was almost when they when when i was walking off the mat it was almost like i was floating off the mat because i mean just how loud it was and the energy and how excited people were and and probably me too man i was pretty i was pretty fired up too because you know we he like i said we'd we'd wrestle before and he beat me and there was there was a there was some there were some words and and you know so it was it was good it was good to to win that match and and uh you know, being a guy that ended up being a three-time national champion, so.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, So that year, um, you ended up moving on. In your college career, you were a three-time All-American, and you ended up winning in 1999. Um, Now, after that, in 1999, how much um, were you helping Terry and Tom train for the Olympics? Because I know um, I've heard – Coach Strip Matter, Jody Strip Matter talk a lot about him being there with Terry for, for the 2000 Olympics. How much were you there involved? Because I know you were there coaching still and, and training. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I was around I was around some. Strip Matter, Strip Matter worked out with Terry a lot more. Um, you know, I still was going to club practices, and we had other guys that were that were trying to make the team. You know, Ironside was a guy that was trying to make that team um, at the same weight, and we had some other guys around. So I was I was around those practices um i was in I, I mean if there was wrestling practice i was probably there uh, that's where i wanted to be uh, but jody jody spent a lot of time with terry and did, did a lot of work with him um uh, i mean not as much but man i watched those guys train and you, you kind of soak everything in and they, you know these guys are getting ready for the olympic games um so you know i when i got to iowa Thomas just won you know so my, when i when i when i first came to iowa 96 they are they just happen you know so this was the first the first time i've seen guys get ready for olympics Um, right so you're just trying to take it all in and in and you know you want to watch you want you want to be around a guy that's you know going to be an olympic champion you know i mean macarray i remember macarray was in the room at that time too and actually i I worked with him quite Mm -hmm. a bit um i remember him bringing me up to his hometown and we trained up there and 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 did some work and that guy's probably he's probably the best guy I've ever had to put my hands on or got to put my hands on, you know, one of them, really? by, without a doubt, Macray Mac was so fun to wrestle. Um, not not because you scored a whole lot. Right. <laughs> uh, but just the feel that he gave and how how much uh, I mean the motor that he had and how smooth he was. I mean, he was he was incredible. But yeah, I mean, I just remember kind of taking it in because hey, I wanted I wanted to do what they were doing, you know, if it's an 04 or 08. Um. So I was just trying to pay attention to be around all of it.
0: So similar to when I, asked, what what did you take from your experience being recruited and everything, um, to now you're being the recruiter and coaching, mm-hmm. uh, what did you take from learning from Gable from the Brands brothers and when you actually coached there at Iowa and then under Brands at Virginia Tech, um, how much of that did you take from? Because obviously they have a very very um, you know, defined style, it's it's very simple and classic. It's just the American way. You just work hard and, and yeah. you work harder than everybody, and you'll win. How much of that yeah. did you take from them, and how much of it um, did you leave and kind of adapt to your own style?
1: Um, well, I'll tell you, I, I got some of that hard American just – roll your sleeves up and go to work. I mean, that's from my right. parents, you know, my mom right. and dad, man, you know, so, and I, you know, and I think you, I think you kind of gravitate towards other people that are like that, right? Like, Oh man, that's absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and those guys certainly have that. I mean, I took a lot of things away from just the, the passion, energy, the, the preparedness, um, that those guys have in, and, and, um, you know, I to take, take pieces of all that, but I think the thing that I've learned in the last 10 years being a head coach is that, okay, I got to figure out what's, you know, what's me. Um, and it takes some time because, you know, you take pieces from everyone, right? I mean, that's part of what people do. I mean, if, you know, Gable's one of the greatest coaches ever, if I didn't take some pieces from him, then that's not very smart on my end. Um, and so I've tried to take pieces and, and, okay, this is, this is something that I want to keep. This is something that I want to really want to use. And, and I'll tell you that, um, there's probably some things more than anything, maybe a few things that okay, this is something I'm not gonna do. You know, this is something I'm I'm gonna be very aware of, uh, and that's you know that's not gonna be what our program's gonna stand for, you know, or how we're gonna treat people when they leave or those type of things. So uh, um, I've definitely used. It. I'm still I'm still a work in progress, man, like we all are. Um, I've learned a lot. Uh, but I take pieces from people that I've been around, you know, I mean, my mom, my brothers, my family, you know, you talk about Gable and, and the brands and getting to coach with those guys and other guys, you know, a guy like West Hand, we spent a lot of time together. You know, we coached at Virginia Tech for a while and then I a while there's pieces from recruiting that, you know, i take from him and, and, you know, all the people that I've been around, I really try to try to draw from and learn from and, and then figure out how to make it, you know, really my own. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, so, um, so in 2008, we're kind of jumping around here because we're talking about sure. you right. and I. 2008, um, it was it the Beijing Olympics? Was that where it was yep. that year? Yep. Um, so you ended up going to those Olympics. You made the team. What was the experience like um, just being a part of the Olympics? Because obviously this is a lot different than, than any other normal tournament.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, just... I was in the World Championships the year before, and then you know, right. you make an Olympic team. But just the, I think, uh, how much people connect with it. I mean, how much it resonates throughout the whole country. Um, it's just a whole different level. Uh, you know, one, obviously being once every four years, but I mean, it gears up, and everyone talks about it. You know, I mean, um, I just remember, I remember making the team in. You know, I mean that's it's something that you you dream of obviously for a long, long time and, and worked for. Um, and then, you know, started you know, my brother, man, I, I truly one hundred percent believe that he would have been an Olympian. Um and I believe he would have won medals. I mean, he was that good. You know, so he, I remember thinking, man, this is this is a little piece for him, this is a little piece for my family, this is a little piece of, you know, you know, of you know, for everyone that's kind of poured into me. Um, but man, there was an incredible amount of pride just being able to to put on that USA. Uh, I mean, I'll never forget There's a few a pe- th- few pieces of it that I'll never forget. Um, you know, being able to walk out of the tunnel and opening ceremonies with team USA. I mean, it's, it's, it's an incredible feeling. I think any, any athlete um, that gets to do it, I, I, hopefully they would say the same thing. And it's just, it makes everything so real. Right.
0: Uh, right.
1: And just for me, I learned a lot about myself as a, you know, maybe as a competitor um, and not making any, any, any situation bigger than it needs to be. You know, mm-hmm. you, just because it's just because of it it's the Olympics, you know, I mean, you make it build bigger in your head or you make a situation bigger in your head. And we've all done it. Um, and I did it. Unfortunately, I did it at that, at that term, you know. Um, and that's, not, I'm not, I'm not saying that's why, that's why I didn't win a medal, medal. I'm saying like, just, you know, you build things up sometimes too much. And right. just, hey go back to, go back to how you trained go back to how you prepare like but and there's pieces I'll take away from it I'm proud of it um, but man unfortunately <laughs> and this is still almost 12 years later you know you still you, sometimes you still think about what you didn't get right? you know like man right. uh, and that's that's I'm being probably being a little bit of a, a baby then, you know, I mean, I've moved, obviously I haven't moved on hundred percent from it <laughs> because you still think about it. Cause it's like, man, you wish you, you wish you had that opportunity Absolutely. back, but yeah. I tell you, it's, it, it's made me a better and will continue to make me a better coach. Um, and, you know, just, and sometimes, sometimes things don't work out. Sometimes guys are better than you. And that's really, to me at that term, and that's what ended up happening. Um, but man, there's some moments that I'll never forget get, you know, just, and my mom, my mom getting to go to China, my brother and sister being there, you know, up in the stands, my wife, I mean, and just being part of Team USA, uh, like I said, being able to have that, have that on your back and have that on your chest. um, There's nothing like it, man, because I'm so proud to be able to represent my country because, you know, I love, love, love this country.
0: Absolutely. And um, the next thing I kind of wanted to hit was talking about, obviously, you missed the goal of of meddling at the Olympics and and winning the gold medal, but you kind of touched on it that that has made you a better coach. And, um, and you know, Mark now he's, he's been through those adversities of injuries and infections and stuff. And now he is, um, a big name in the motivational speaking kind of area. And, um, just talk about how much those adversities and setbacks and, and not reaching the goals, um, have helped you become a better coach and help Mark um, reach where he is now? Um, because obviously sometimes, you know, you can talk about the process is, is where you're made, but you know, sometimes it comes time where you've, you've got goals that you want to reach and it comes short and, and you can't just be like, well, I enjoyed the process. Um, you kind of <laughs> got, you got to take that um, sometimes. And so just talk a yeah. little bit about that.
1: Well, it helps me relate to guys better, you know. I mean, your imperfections, or your losses or failures, so to speak. I mean, they help you relate to people, right? Like, no one wants a guy that's like, "Oh man, I did everything right." Like, no, you didn't. And that's what I try to remind sometimes some of my some of my guys, some of my coach some of my coaches that, because I coach some of these guys, it's like, okay, you didn't do everything right either. Like, be relatable to these guys. Let them understand that, hey, man, you know what? I made mistakes too, but I learned from these things, right? Um, right and continue to do the same things. and hey, in in and it's okay. Um, that's part of this process, but I think I've learned more than anything that no matter what happens to me, eh, i'm I'm gonna can, I'm gonna dust myself off and get back to work, right Um, I trust in myself and believe in in that no matter how long it takes, I'll keep swinging. and I'll keep coming. Um, and you know what if if the success didn't come in this area, then it's gonna come in this other area because I'm not because because man you know you, like you're kind of talking about there's some timelines on some things right like there's a there's a yeah, now they move the Olympics back I think to what July 24 to August 23rd 8th. I mean, there's gonna be yeah I think it is yeah to, so there'll be timelines next year for those guys to to reach that ultimate goal um, but their life you know so they they gotta but man er, everything that's happened it's helped me learn it's 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 grounded me in a lot of ways um it's humbled me in a lot of ways but it's also made me realize that no matter what happens to me man I've just put my hands out and be- believe and trust in, in what I'm doing man I have to, I have faith um and I think I think there's only one way to really show faith is you got to live it right you can't just right. say it like it's got to be in how you live it so the situation we're in right now right now kind of in in our world my faith is still strong and I still believe that something, whatever's happening now, I think good's going to come out of it. And anything that's happened, um, at least my life experience has told me anything that's happened. You know, you look at losing Olympics and you look at it, oh man, you know, you lost out on a, a medal. Um, well, it also, it made me understand some things, man, that there's no guarantees, right? Right. <laughs> like you can put absolutely everything, every fiber of your being, you can do everything right. And you still don't always get it, you know, but I, I know what you're saying. Like, it's hard to, cause sometimes the process isn't enough, right. Especially when guys just went through it, like, right. hey, but getting them to realize that at some point, uh, this will be something that you can draw on and make you better. And absolutely, I don't, I don't know what it's going to be. I know it's not probably going to be today, <laughs> Yeah. but, um, uh, but I don't know. I've, I've I I know I've used those things just now. Continue to use them. but I think just to be relatable to your guys that hey, I've made mistakes too. I've had losses. You know, I think sometimes guys are like, well, you know, you won this and you won that. So you know, like no one gets everything that they want. Not a single athlete I've been around. So there has to be something else that fulfills you. It can't right. just be about the wins and losses. And it's what I really try to go back on something else by, by doing the job. Well, how I treat people and what hopefully, hopefully that I, um, inspire some people around me and make them better too. You know I mean? That's, that's lasting stuff, but
0: definitely. Um, so a little bit of what's, what's been going on recently. Um, I think it was a couple weeks ago that the NCAA tournaments, um, in the winter sports was canceled. Uh, because of the coronavirus and then shortly after olympic trials were postponed and then olympics postponed so everything's kind of just completely shut down right now mm-hmm. um i know you talked a, a little bit about it with uh with mark bader on flow wrestling a couple weeks ago but just walk me through that day when uh, we'll start when ncaa said no fans at NCAs. what what was your immediate reaction um and what did you think? Obviously, you couldn't have been too deterred from that. um,
1: just let us wrestle. <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing. It's like, hey, man, just I understand them, you know, or there'll be limited fans. Right. Um, yeah, the ex- okay, the experience isn't the same, but man, they still get to compete. These guys, I mean, I've seen what they've done and the time and effort that they've put in, and and you know, you can't take any opportunity for granted. So it's just like, okay, we're okay with that. Like we we can handle that. Just let's be able to wrestle, you know, I mean, that was, that was the first thing, like, as long as we can wrestle, man, we we don't care, I mean, how many, how many gyms have you wrestled in, and I know I've wrestled in, there's, there's your mom, right, dad, and someone else, and then that's, there's, then there's 50 other people in the so what, you don't care, you, you just, you just want to go out and scrap,
0: right, um, did you, did you talk to your team at all after they said, um, no fans, (laughs)
1: Yeah, we talk. You know, I mean, you keep them up to date on on things, and and I talk with the team. You know, before practice almost every day. You know, just something, and it's it's not always about wrestling. Most time, it's about life. But hey, you know what? Parents, maybe, you know, maybe only your parents are going to be at the bail and I, I said the same thing. It doesn't matter, guys. Like, if there's only two people in the crowd, man, like you're you're going out there, you're going out there for something that's inside you and for for the program and these guys around you. You know. I mean, so if there's not 20,000 people or 40,000 or whatever, that doesn't matter. Boy, it doesn't change one, one thing about what we want to do.
0: So the next day, I think it, it was the next day, I believe, um, when they went yeah. ahead and said that, well, it started with the NBA season being canceled. And then yeah. the Sounds NCAA bad. was like, um, well, we're going to look into this a little bit more. And then eventually they ended up canceling it. Um, where were you when you heard that, and then how quickly did you get to your team from there?
1: Well, I mean, you'd heard some things throughout the day uh, before the right. before the official NCA thing came out. So you know, I'd heard some things earlier in the day. So you know, you start getting prepared. Um, at least you know, I did just talk with the team because this isn't this isn't your normal everyday talk,
0: <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> or conversation. It's not like you're trying to Absolutely, fix something, but yeah. But in in Sometimes you want to, you know, you want to say the right thing, but, um, you know, I actually really found out 100%. You know, the NCAA came out with something right before we had practice. Um, you know, so yeah. just brought the team in, brought the team in, and and talked to them, and and talked to them about how proud I am of them and and what they've done for our team and how they've represented the team. Um, but this opportunity, it's gone, you know, <laughs> and now we have we have a couple choices of how we move forward from this. And something we talk about consistently, um, is how we respond to things. That's one thing we have control over. We didn't have, none of us had control over this situation and that they did this or that, you know, I mean, in, in, we understand why and behind that, but man, we still lost an opportunity. It still hurts. And, you know, I thought some people downplayed, you know, it's just sports. Like it is just sports and it's not a death. I mean, believe me, I'm I'm the first one to say that, um, but to really understand that these guys, um, and every choice that they make is to give themselves the best opportunity to be a national champion when every choice, I mean, literally every choice, what you're eating, what you're going to sleep, who you're hanging around with, the workouts that you do, I mean, how you're talking to yourself, what you're writing, um, you know, when, when that, when, if people can understand that, then they can be like, they can sympathize a little bit, but, um, Yeah, I mean, we just had a conversation, man, like we do, like we do all the time and tell them that I love them and care about them. And then gave guys an opportunity to get up and talk um, about how they're feeling because, man, uh, sometimes you don't need to hold on to things, you know, and it's really, it was, it was fresh, you know, I mean, obviously they just found out. So (laughs) some guys are crying, I'm crying, Um, but that's okay. I mean, it's, uh. It's something. It's something that means a whole lot to him, you know. And then I try to get him to understand that I really believe that this will make us better. And I try to get the young guys to understand that, hey, you know, when you get your opportunity, don't ever take it for granted. Make the most of it because you're looking at a guy right here that, hey, he did everything right, and he's not going to get the opportunity. You know, it, it kind of falls back into some things that we, some principles that we talk about all the time, and there's just no guarantee. There's zero guarantee in anything that they do and you're not doing it for the guarantee. You're doing it for what it makes you, what this process Mm -hmm. makes you and that you got to fall back on that. Um, yeah, but man, it, it hurt bad.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's a hard, it it was a
1: hard conversation. Um, but I've been really proud of our, our guys, um, and how they've responded to it, um, how they've continued to move forward and, and hopefully we've prepared them with that, you know, that we've done some, we've, 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 we've talked with them enough. We have built them up enough. We've given them some, some, some things that they can hold on to in this time. Um, that they're not just 100% wrestling, right? Like their identity Mm -hmm. is bigger than that. Their identity and their self-worth is bigger than winning and losing wrestling matches that they have something that they're what they're anchored to, you know, if it's their faith and, and, but having something that that's bigger than them, that they're, that they can hold on to, even though it hurts, man, don't get me wrong, man. I still, it's still painful, but, um, a hard reality of life is that time keeps moving no mm-hmm. matter what no matter what happens and so we have a choice how we move with it and that's kind of how I challenge those guys a little bit you know that how are you going to move forward and I'll be here for you and I care for I, I care about you I love you man I'm not going anywhere um and we need to have a conversation we will um but I think everyone's kind of like a grieving process <laughs> right <laughs> it'll bubble back up on them and- You know what? I think these guys trying to find out. I think today we're going to find out if they get the year back or not. Um, You you know, know, for some for some guys it'll be, you know, there'll at least be closure, right? Okay, I didn't get the tournament. Will I get another one? Um, Will I get another year? At least, at least I think we'll have some answers on that, which I think is important.
0: Going off of that. Um, you had a few seniors who were who were really close. Obviously, Luhon had the had the one seed at NCA. He he earned that all season. Man, he was so close. And uh, yeah. and then obviously Thompson and Styer and then Schwarm. Those were all seniors, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Have you talked to talk to your seniors about whether they would take this extra year? Because I've I've heard guys like Seth Gross said he would not. Um, obviously, that's his sixth year. I can I can kind of understand um the reasoning behind that but have you talked to um to your guys about whether or not they would take that and and what it would mean to them either way they go
1: um yeah I think I think guys are still a little bit I don't say deer in headlights but just like man did this really happen
0: right (laughs) you know yeah
1: because they're they were geared up and ready for it um I can tell you I mean, I know, I know a couple of, I know probably two of those guys, 100%. Like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, please give me that year. (laughs) Give me that year, man. I want it. Um, You know, two of the other guys, I don't know. uh, You know, I haven't, I haven't asked them definitively, like, hey, what would you do? But, you know, you know guys well, Um, you know, kind of where they're at. And, you know, some of these guys have, they've already made preparations for, hey, I'm graduating. Um, I got a job. Hey, I have, you know, I'm, I'm ready to move to the next step in life, um, which some, which some guys are, um, and, and i support guys either way. If they get the year and they get their chance and, Hey, I want to do it. Perfect, man. We'll figure it out. And we, we, we can't wait to have you back for, uh, you know, this year, if you don't, Hey man, then that's, man, I support you either way. Uh, but we haven't had, I mean, I've talked with guys, but we haven't, I haven't asked them just point blank. Hey, what would you do? Um, I, I I got a pretty good sense, um, from conversations that we've had that, you know, I know, I know one of the guys, you know, that you mentioned, man, he's just like, just give me the dang opportunity, man. I, that's all I want. Just give me that chance. (laughs) And, and man, that's all we want for those guys too. But you know, whatever happens, they'll deal with it. They'll deal with it accordingly. And they'll move forward and, and uh, you know, move forward together. You know, some of those guys that, you know, a guy like Lujan, he wants to compete still. Um, So if it's if it's in U and I next year, or if it's in a you know a Panther Wrestling Club singlet, you know either one, man. We're we're excited to have him in our room.
0: Absolutely. So um, at at the time we're going back a little bit. At the time that Thursday, um, had had school at U and I gone to online or had they kind of postponed classes?
1: <laughs> no, they hadn't yet. Uh, we they
0: hadn't. Okay
1: they had cl- they had class they had classes on friday um, and wow. then we had our spring break um, was the next week so then you know now 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 they now they put everything online you know our guys haven't been have back in the classroom um, and uh, it won't be the rest of the semester but you know we had we had class thursday friday and then we actually met on we met on friday had another conversation just talked with the guys again next year Our or came which is pretty pretty cool. You know to have that kind of support. You know that that hey man, we we feel for you guys. You know we, we care about Chin. You, you know we're hurting with you. You know so it was right. it, it was it was a uh, you know it was good man. And we'll continue to have conversations. I mean, you have these hard conversations, and it's gonna hurt for a long time. It might hurt. It's gonna hurt, it's gonna hurt losing that opportunity for a long time. Um, but how they use it and that's that's what I'm more concerned with, and that's how I'm going to help try to help them how they use it
0: what you said it was right before practice did you guys go did you guys still still do that practice and, and what was that like what was the emotion in the room like if you did
1: <laughs> uh you know I gave them the choice I was like I said I told them I said listen I said you know a couple guys got up and walked out and left. Some guys did other things, you know, some guys, some guys scrapped, some guys did a little bit of everything, you know, it was a, it was a very mixed bag. Um, but I was like, man, whatever you want to do, I said, I'm going to do something real. I'm going to get myself really tired (laughs) because I don't want to, I don't want to think right now. I just want to, I want to exhaust myself. Um, you know, and they had conversations actually, you know, had some conversations with a couple guys and had some tears with a few guys in, you know, that's what you do, man, when you really care about someone and you're investing in them. You know, you hurt when they hurt, you hurt, um, with those guys. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, I think sometimes guys are like, well, I don't want to cry and this and that. I'm like, man, yeah, so what? That's, that's part of being human,
0: right? Right. So, um, after that, obviously, um, like you said, the, uh, the ruling comes out today, I believe, whether, um, the qualifiers get an extra year whether only seniors whether everybody gets an extra year it kind of depends so um we'll be waiting for that but man uh i'm excited for for the ruling and i'm obviously i'm not in the position you are where i understand where i like i'm in direct contact with the consequences of if if they do get the extra year and the money and the recruiting and everything like that yep but from a spectator's point of view, I absolutely uh, want these guys to get another chance at this. And um, yeah, so um, thanks so much for coming on, Doug. I think that about wraps up the hey, episode. I like that shirt. Thank you, thank <laughs> you. I do too.
1: That's a good look. Li- that's a good looking shirt, man. We appreciate the support, man. My wife, uh, my wife, she does an incredible job, man. Hopefully, relaying. I think. Uh, you know, our life and what we kind of go through on a daily basis. And we try to be re- real and authentic, yeah. you know, and just in everything we do, man, this is the people that we are, but man, we in the wrestling community is absolutely incredible. Um,
0: it is, it really you know, is. The
1: support that we get, the, the support that we get and, you know, i mean sending those shirts out all over the country. Um, you know, I can't thank the people enough for, for caring about me and, and my family and, and supporting you know my girls and asking how they're doing and it makes a difference so um, we really truly appreciate it and appreciate your support and appreciate what you're doing for the sport man it's uh you're you're very you're wise beyond your years buddy so uh, appreciate what you're doing and and uh, all the best to your family stay safe and hopefully we'll see you soon
0: sounds good well, well thanks so much coach I really appreciate it and uh we'll have to talk again soon sometime
1: yeah buddy